welcome to the Hive Podcast. I'm Olivia Roosh, an art student and this year's editor-in-chief. This podcast is brought to you by The Retort, MSUB's student-led news outlet. We're here to deliver relevant news to the MSUB community that is both educational and entertaining. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Here are a few things that are happening in the coming weeks. Wednesday, November 11th is Veterans Day. Classes will not be in session, so enjoy your day off. And if you don't have plans yet, there will be a ping pong tournament in the Glacier Room from 1 to 4. Make sure to stop by and win some prizes. Thursday, November 12th, MSUB is hosting a blood drive from noon to 4 p.m. in the Beartooth Room. $5 City Brew gift cards will be given out for each donation. In today's episode, we will be hearing from some of our international students and what their transition from home was like for them. Jordan interviewed Basan from Turkmenistan and Vandela from Sweden and learned about the cultural differences they face here at MSUB. Eric interviewed Isha from Great Britain and talked about her time here at MSUB as well and her new single she recently released called Nashville in Heaven. The support of a community in times like this can make it or break it for a college student in a new environment far away from anything familiar to them. And here at MSUB, we strive to bring people together regardless of their cultural differences. It is so important for American students and all students to be aware of these differences and personally, I believe learning and experiencing new things can help you understand and appreciate this big beautiful world we all live in together. With Retort, my name is Courtney Tenick. To be an international student in the U.S., you must know enough English. And in order for that to be determined, you either have to have a signed paper from your country or you have to do a test for MSUB. You must have enough proof of enough funding for an entire full year of tuition. And in 2016, we had over 120 international students from 20 countries. MSUB also has it so students can come here and our students can do a semester or a full year at a partner school in these countries. England, France, Scotland, Germany, Macedonia, Finland, China, Japan, South Korea, and Kosovo. To do that, we would only pay MSUB tuition. Other programs we have is an intensive language program with these six countries. Costa Rica, Spain, France, China, South Korea, and Germany. Our final program is the short-term summer intensive. You go to one of these five countries and you either immerse yourself in the language or you do coursework in English. These countries are China, France, South Korea, Germany, and Kosovo. As for resources, we have six. They are the Peace Corps Prep, International Studies Minor, the CCIS, Cultural Vistas, CLS program, and Study Abroad for Medical Students. These programs are to help international students here at MSUB, but also to help those MSUB students who travel to other countries for studies. With the retort, I am Courtney tonight. Uh, so our first guest is Bassan, and our second guest is Vandela. My name is Bassan. I am an international student at MSU Billings, and I am a transfer student from Powell, Wyoming, Northwest College, and I'm junior. I am majoring in political science and Spanish. And I am Vendela Andersson, and I come from Sweden. I'm a freshman at MSU Billings, 
and my major is criminal justice and I'm also an athlete at the women's soccer team here. And Basal, so what made you want to attend MSUB? When I was transferring from Northwest College, I was looking at different schools and I just want to come to a mountainy place, I guess. I love nature and I really love being in Wyoming and like coming to the hall where across the street there is a climbing thing is wonderful and I really loved it. And also I got a good scholarship to come here. That's why I came to MSU Billings. Oh, that's, that's so cool. Uh, how about you, Vendela? So what made you want to come to MSUB besides soccer? First of all, I wanted to play soccer and study at the same time because sometimes you don't have the ability, like in Sweden. In Sweden, you only play like club soccer and not on the schools. Um, but I uh, talked to a agency and they helped me to find like different schools and I was talking to like different coaches and then I found like the MCB were a place I feel safe with and I feel I can trust the people here and I also like the environment. I love to ski. I like to go on hikes and yeah I feel like the um, the town is kind of similar to my town in Sweden. It's not too big, it's not too small, it's kind of the I don't know, it's a, I just like the environment here and I also feel like MSUB is a serious school. I feel academically, academically, I don't know how, how to say it. Academically? Yeah, academically. Uh, it was also a good place for me being here. Oh, that's so cool. That sounds like a perfect balance. So were there like any language barriers that you faced? Um, I just feel like uh, some kind of words that I don't understand or cannot pronounce because in the first when I got here I pronounced like development like develop development yeah. so that was kind of like a weird thing and also uh, it was hard to understand like humor and like understand jokes yeah and under language and express feelings but I feel like when you're live here, I have lived here like two months. I feel that I'm like understand the language more. Yeah. And because of just the culture and you have to like live here to understand like jokes and everything and, and know like how they express feelings and that stuff in, in this language because you can study English, but you when you like really uh, practicing it and in like in that kind of environment you develop new skills. Oh yeah for sure and Basan have you faced like any language barriers before coming to the United States? Oh definitely um, I felt like I speak very well English when I just got to US but the funny thing is I realized that I don't know slangs or like mm -hmm. phrases that they use like for example I remember when I just got to US, I, I was working as a library assistant and then I'm asking librarian, so should I do this? And then she would say, you bet. And I was like, you bet what? <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> I was, I remember I was so frustrated because I wouldn't understand most of the phrases that they use or like here, um, they would say, if they wanna say it's cool, they would say, oh, it's sick. And I would be thinking, well, sick means like ill why would they call that thing sick? Yeah. So there were definitely like phrases that I had to think about or like ask people about it. But like what is good about smaller towns that community is really nice and friendly that they are willing to explain you without getting frustrated. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what kind of food, food do they serve over at Turkmenistan? 
Um, in Turkmenistan, they serve usual. I guess we love eating bread in my country. Like with whatever food it is, we always have bread with it. And after I came to U.S., I guess our bread is so dense that I couldn't find any kind of bread here that is as dense as as my country. And we also like doughy things. Like I don't know. In October 30th. We had Turkmenistan lunch at uh, Sodexo, like in Rimro cafeteria. And if any of you were there, that's how, like, that's what we usually eat. And you may pay attention, like, there's like thing called samsa that had like uh, spinach in it and like beef in it. And those kind of things are really common in my country. Like, we usually bake it and eat it. And like, usually the food that we eat is like super heavy. Like, you will eat a little bit and you will get full really fast. Yeah. But Mostly we have those kind of food, whereas like here, no bread. <laughs> yeah, how about you, Vendela? So what kind of food do they serve over at Sweden? Um, we like the traditional food is like potatoes and meatballs, and they have something called like lingonberry. Um, it's like a berry you that's it's not sweet, so I don't, it's kind of hard to explain. But we also yeah, that's a traditional food, but we also eat like say a lot of potatoes like cooked potatoes not smashed potatoes just cooked and with um, we have a lot of like different sauce not that's not gravy because i feel like here in, in the u.s you don't have like different flavors and different gravies or different sauce because i feel like here i only eat like ketchup mayo mayo and like gravy but in my like country we have like different flavors of mayo so yeah I think it's like more sauce and we eat a lot of like chicken and yeah wow. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to explain because we eat like everything a lot of fish actually yeah. we eat a lot of fish um, but we also have like hamburgers and pizza and that stuff but 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 the pizza in Sweden they all like, like like really thin here the pizza is like really thick and here they also have like cheese in in the um, the crust um, they have like cheese in it but in Sweden we don't have it it's just like thin pizza with cheese on the pizza and yeah a lot of stuff is it what is the main meat there like is it lamb or beef or um, chicken I don't know what you it's chicken and uh, like the meat from the cow cow yeah. beef yeah beef it's a lot of beef but we also have like um sausage that's from the pigs <laughs> um but we i would say that we not eat so much like lamb i see because when i came to us i was surprised because everything was beef oh, and okay. the main meat we eat was like lamb <coughs> in my country mm -hmm. and I would try to find lamb and they were really expensive and yeah. it doesn't work buying kind of <laughs> no but we also have like reindeer oh yeah um but it's really expensive yeah but I would say like the differently the um, the beef here compared to Sweden is also kind of different like the the beef in Sweden is like more thin we have like small pieces, but here is like the piece is so big. Like when I got here, um, the uh, the girls from the soccer team just drove me to the McDonald's, 
and like I wanted to have like a small size of drink and it was a small size here is like large size in Sweden <laughs> so it's like the sizes here is like so big compared to the sizes in Sweden do you feel like there's a lot of food in like there's a lot of meat in food here yeah I feel like everything is out of meat here whereas like in my country when you have a meat you use it I guess economically kind of you know oh, you don't yeah. use bunch of meat in one food you would divide it and like yeah but I also feel like here they have a lot of cheese and everything like a lot of cheese and like they fry their meat like the bread to the tacos and we're not doing it in Sweden but also saying we have like a lot of vegetables we eat like so much vegetables and we also have like in every meal we have a salad you know the salad when you they have the turkey Turkish Ben Turkmenistan yeah Turkmenistan um, lunch you have like a little salad and yeah we kind of had that in Sweden too well the thing the funny thing is that um, the vegetables that we use like in Turkmenistan are not like the same as no. here like for example we don't use a lot of broccoli mm -hmm. um, we we do have like different, I don't know what is it in English, but we have like different kind of grasses that we eat. Yeah. And whereas like here, I've never even seen them. No. Yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. And Basan, what was like the hardest adjustment you had to make? Um, probably food because, so I'm very, very sensitive with food. When I just got to US, in the beginning, I was super excited about all the food and I tried everything. But then for some reason, like, you get sick of it really fast like for example in my country i could keep keep eating one thing again and again and i won't be tired of it whereas here i would eat burger today and i can't eat it again because like i don't know the food is very different to the fact that i don't think i can keep eating the same thing again and again and i feel like i need to keep changing what i eat here whereas like in Turkmenistan, it was super easy what i was eating i could keep eating it like every day and i'll be fine kind of um, the biggest adjust adjustment was like that and I really wanted like I remember my first semester I was like literally crying and wanted to leave because I just could not eat the food I was like yeah this is good but I miss home I miss uh, like I literally missed the food like the most but yeah I think, yeah I think I can uh, like agree about the food because I would say that um, like you need to think what you eat and in Sweden, I don't need to think. <laughs> I just eat it. But I also feel like the uh, the cult. I miss the culture, like in Sweden sometimes, like just how we are and like how stuff are here. Because I feel like here you just like throw like everything, like food, plastic, and in, in like the same um, like the same bag. And in Sweden, we have like. We sort everything out, like food. We have like one bag for just food, and one for plastic, and one for paper, and like writing paper, one for like thick paper. So I kind of miss that organizing thing, and also like I I have eat like dinner at, at like other families' houses, not just here. And I saw that they're just like throwing like food in. Um, like when when they washed it there, um, they played and just like have everything down in the same. Um, they just washed the the plate and with the food on, and then just like everything goes 
in the water and I just feel like that is nothing that I would do. I would just have like, if I have food left, I would just throw it in, um, in the, um, what do you call trash. it? Yeah, in, in, in the trash um, because they would get like stuck if I tried to have it in the sink. So I, that's just also a weird yeah. thing. So I sometimes I just like miss the culture in Sweden. And I think I would just like to accept like the thing here that in doing it and because I, I like I can't change it, but that's just a thing that I that I have like accept. Do you feel like it's hard to make friends here? Because like in my culture, after you talk to someone, I feel like they need to keep talking to me, like because like I introduce myself to you and like right now we always say hi to each other, we talk to each other and like whereas here I feel like uh, Americans they can't open up really easily or I don't know like I would just talk to them like I made friends but the next day they won't even say hi to me or like they won't even like do eye contact with me and I understand that this is a culture of it but it makes it like kind of hard to make friends here I feel like but I don't know how about you? I kind of feel the same like sometimes I feel like the when people start to talk to you but then they're not like saying hello I think it's I think for me it's kind of fake <laughs> because <Yeah. it's laughs> and but in Sweden we don't say like hello to strangers so when you actually like talking to someone it's you want to like get to know them for real yeah, but here I think that like <laughs> sometimes when you talk to people and you think that they want to get to know you, but then oh, it's a false alarm. They didn't. <laughs> they wanted to just like say hello the first time. It's uh, it's just very interesting, like because like all international students, like I guess not all, but like most of them that I was talking to, they would just think that the Americans are fake I mean I know like because they would just like smile at you all the time and they're just so nice to you but in the case like that you're asking is it even real are they really mean to be nice to you but like I think it's just the culture itself like they just they're just have to be always nice they just smile at everyone and in my country usually like when you smile at strangers they will look at you like weirdly and they will say what mm -hmm. I am funny oh okay yeah <laughs> yeah and like yeah the same like they're like if you start talking to people like that person already needs to get to know you very well you will say hi you will hang out and like it kind of develops to a bigger relationship where here is like you meet people but then they might not even talk to you or the next day they will be like oh do you want to go out like do you want to hang out like the other day they won't even like talk to you again and it's kind of fun like okay thing here yeah which is super weird i think here they have like multiple multiple like friends but in sweden we have like few near friends like they're close friends so i think that's kind of the difference too yeah yeah i think i agree with that yeah oh yeah and and basan do you have any final thoughts um, to all like uh, students on campus, I would just recommend them if they feel safe with COVID restrictions, just to be involved on campus because we're like, I'm part of student activities board and like student government board and we're organizing kind of different kind of events, especially with student activities. Just like try to join them, like just try to get out of your room because sometimes like it's really important for your mental health. And I feel like, I don't know, it might be only me, but I, when I sit in my room a lot, I feel like I am going crazy because I can't just sit in my room. 
I feel like I just need to go out and just go for a walk or like do whatever you like to do. Just like especially finals week is coming and it's really stressful, I'm sure. Just like try to do something you like and it, it, it might be just like eating your favorite chocolate and just like go and buy it and just like treat yourself because mental health is very important. I totally agree because like mental health can be like a life and death question. But I would just also say like hang in there. The COVID would not be like forever. And like if you see someone just like say hello because it, it can make someone's day for real. So yeah, just be nice to people. Uh, all right, well, that concludes the interview. Remember to like the, like the retort on, on social media pages, on Facebook, Instagram, as well as listen to all the podcasts that are available on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube as well. And this is Jordan Lahi. Let's try a little kindness. Hey, everybody. This is Olivia Roosh. And Courtney Tenek. What I thought was really interesting was the food difference because personally i like a lot of the food we have here um but i definitely know the feeling of knowing there's better food out there like i actually went on a study abroad trip last year to macedonia and france and greece and yeah the food was amazing it was completely different and I definitely miss it every day, um, but I have my favorites here in Montana. Like, you know, you can't pass up a good slice of pizza, so. Courtney, have you ever traveled abroad anywhere or been outside of the country? No. I was supposed to go to Canada last summer, but Corona, so right. <laughs> I have never been outside of the country. I do want to travel. My sister travels a lot. My uncle traveled a lot before he passed away. So I do want to eventually. Yeah, I definitely understand that. There's, It's really expensive to travel outside of the U.S. Um, since we're such a big country and there's, like, nothing really next to us. I definitely am jealous of, like, everybody in Europe who can just take a little train down to two different countries in a day and, you know, have a ball. Yeah. I wish I could be like that. Well, I, I also definitely feel for the language barrier that that our international students go through. Um, I took two years of French here at MSUB and then went to France for a week uh, just to be a tourist. It wasn't an official study abroad, but I went all by myself and just with my two years of French, I did not speak any French there because when I did, nobody could understand me. They understood my English better than they understood my French. It was so bad. I was just like, why, why did I take two years of French to just not be able to speak it here in yeah, France? Yeah, learning it and actually using it is two different yeah. things. Yeah, I think I would definitely have to live there for quite a while. Like too. I learned some Italian, but I don't think I can go to Italy and do anything. <laughs> Yeah, so that was kind of a bummer for me to not even use my French I learned, but I'm still hanging in there that I will learn it and be fluent someday. It doesn't have to be today, but maybe the next time I go to France, I'll be able to use my French. There you go. <laughs> yeah. 
And I, I really agree with what Basan was saying about being involved on campus. I think it's a really great opportunity for anybody to meet new friends and, and meet new people who want to be involved on campus and want to have a fun college experience, really like digging into the university community and the culture surrounding it. So I would ag- I would agree with Basan. I think that's a really important and a really fun way Especially to meet new freshmen, people. Especially for freshmen, because then they can meet new people. Like, upperclassmen, they have friends from, like, years before of going to school. Mm-hmm. But freshmen don't always have that. Mm-hmm. Like, I did not have any friends when I started. Right. And I'm very active in everything. Clubs and groups and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So I definitely agree with that, too. Because yeah. it's, it's important. It is important. And same with what they're saying about mental health. Um, it You need to let go and have fun a little bit. It can't all be about learning and your homework and your classes. Like, you need to really take time for yourself and, and really try and separate your life a little bit so that it's not just surrounding school because it's a lot of mental thinking and it's a lot of work and, and it's hard and stressful and it's nice to be able to relax and carve a pumpkin for a little bit, you know? I also thought it was really funny how they think Americans seem fake. Yeah. That was really funny because I can totally see that. I I could too because we do smile. We're we're nice. We call call it, you know, nice. Right. I can see other countries that don't do it. Yeah. Thinking it's like, what is wrong with these people? Right? Because I smile at everybody. Even wearing masks, I still smile at people in the hall. I'm like, maybe they'll maybe they'll just know I'm smiling at them. See, with masks, I don't smile. I wave. I go, hello. Oh, yeah. That's nice. I don't put that much effort into it. <laughs> I do. I'm just like, hi. <laughs> but, but then yeah. again, everyone calls me bubbly, so. <laughs> I also think Americans could take a note out of Sweden's book about recycling. I also am mad at Americans for not recycling and not using compost as much as they could. Like, I live in an apartment, and I only have a little deck outside, and I still have a little compost pile that we put all our food scraps into. But yeah, recycling is really important, and it does suck that America doesn't (laughs) recycle as much as other countries. Like, I agree. We need to start thinking about our future and climate change and our effect on the environment and being proactive. And I know America's like a step behind on that. Um, So yeah, we need to kick it in gear and get those recycling bins out here. (laughs) Well, thank you again to Jordan, Bassan, and Vandela for that really fun conversation you guys had. And thanks Courtney for all the information about studying abroad and where you can find that at MSUB. We will have more information on our Facebook page for you guys to check out if you are interested. Next, we'll be hearing from Eric, who had a great conversation with Isha Haran about her stay here at MSUB as well. This is Eric Young with The Retort. The heartfelt storytelling and lively instrumentation of country music isn't just limited to America where it originated. A new wave of performers and songwriters are emerging across Europe with upcoming English artist and former MSUB student Isha Haran forging her own musical path. I thought one day we'd end up going off together 
Isha has a brand new song out, and I caught up with her at her home in London through a Zoom call to discuss her roots, her time here at MSUB, her music, and what to expect from her looking forward. It seems clear to me the world had different dreams with no account for horrors at all. Isha was born to an Irish family and raised in both London and Ireland, where she quickly developed a passion for both Irish folk music and American country music. Um, I, I kind of grew up on country music, like the traditional stuff, not so much the modern. Um, so like Dolly Parton and like Willie Nelson and Kenny Rogers and that. Um, and coming from an Irish background, like Irish people love country music. It's like a, it's embedded into, into Irish culture. Um, and so then I got a bit older and got into kind of the more modern stuff. It didn't take long for Isha to begin playing this music herself from an early age. She told me she even began writing her own songs early on throughout her school years. I started writing when I was quite young. They were all absolutely terrible. But I started writing when I was like 10, 10 or 11-ish maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of grew up on music and grew up surrounded by it. So I think it was probably just quite a natural progression. After high school, she originally attended the University of Winchester to study history and came to MSUB in 2018 through the exchange program between the two schools. Although she admits Montana wasn't her first choice for studying abroad, Isha was immediately struck by the unique differences between both the universities and the countries. I was initially actually supposed to be going to Georgia, a university there, but then they didn't have any places left. And so they said Montana, and I'd heard of it, but I had no idea. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to expect. The scenery of Montana and its wildlife in particular left a lasting impression on her. Like it was a bit weird on the campus. I remember me and a few friends were walking back to the dorms and there were a few like deer. And we were kind of like, oh, what do we do? Like, do we stand still? Like, what's the deal? So yeah, that was quite interesting. And it was very, um, it was very quiet as well and that's it's not quite here at all it's just mad um and yeah I mean it was just very it was so cool and I was so sad when I left um it was just yeah it was a beautiful place since her time here at MSUB she's returned to the University of Winchester before deciding to focus on a career in music exclusively I came back home I went back to uni for like a semester and then I left because I didn't really I wasn't really enjoying it, so there was no point carrying on. Um, and then I, I was into music before, but I was able to focus on it more because I didn't have to do, I didn't have the workload um, of being at uni. So I kind of, I, I focused on that. I was writing a lot and recording, so yeah. Isha has been focusing more on her music for the past year, with her first single, Nashville in Heaven, being released earlier this month. I hope you're standing at the front of heaven's opry, playing your banjo. I hope you're singing. The song is a tribute to a childhood friend of hers who unfortunately passed away when they were both just 16 years old. We grew up playing Irish music together, and then when we got older, we kind of got into country. She got more into the kind of bluegrass thing. Um, and I went to Nashville in 2016 um, and did all the kind of like, you know, the like tourist stuff. Um, and it was really cool. Like I was quite blown away because I'd seen it on like T 
TV and all of that. Um, but it wasn't, that wasn't quite the same. And we went to the Opry and like the Bluebird Cafe and stuff. And it was pretty amazing. So I kind of wrote it as like, um, I don't, yeah, I guess as like a tribute to her in terms of what I hope for her now, if that makes sense. Yeah. I hope you're singing old and Tucker like you did at home. The lyrics deal with the memories and experiences Isha shared with her, along with their dream of making it big here in America, with references to Nashville, the Grand Ole Opry, and singing old country standards like old Dan Tucker when they were young. This dream of theirs is how Isha likes to remember her and pay tribute to her. And I want to thank there's a Nashville in Isha's style is rooted in country and folk music, which comes as little surprise given her background. But her wide variety of influences also ranges from Dolly Parton, to the Zac Brown Band, you said I wanna see you again, but I'm stuck in cold. Tomorrow will be better. Can I call you then? To Demi Lovato. Mama, I'm so sorry, I'm not sober anymore. Daddy, please forgive me for the drink spilled on the floor. Before releasing Nashville in Paradise, Isha exhibited these influences along with many others with her own twists through performances posted on her Facebook and YouTube pages. Isha went on to tell me that this music is actually quite popular in London, with many acts both coming into and coming out of the city. Yeah, yeah, it's very similar. Um, I think it depends on what you like as well. Some people go for the more, like, uh, traditional British or wherever they're from kind of style. Um, but when, when people get together, it's always kind of American country. British country artists include Robert Vincent, Emma Stevens, and The Shires. Derek Ryan, Lisa McHugh, and Nathan Carter are recent examples of country and Irish music. Going forward, Isha is planning on releasing new, original material as early as January 2021. I'd like to get like a, like a collection, like not, not maybe an album, because that's a lot of songs, but maybe like an EP or something, maybe a little bit than that together um because i have a lot of songs that i just haven't done anything with because i haven't really had time um so that'd be cool yeah it sounds like the next song she plans on releasing will reflect on her time here spent in montana i actually have another song that i wrote literally like three days after i got back from montana about it, about montana that I, haven't, I haven't released yet um because it was kind of a toss-up between the two um about which one was going to go first but I'll probably release that in the new new year. Standing in the circle, a piece of the old mother church with the angels behind you on a side to see. It may not be Nashville, 
but the vast landscapes of Montana and her memories here at MSUB have given Isha a new idea and a new perspective on the music she sings. Further information on Isha, her music, and upcoming events can be found at her profiles on Spotify, Instagram, and Facebook. That's spelled A-I-O-S-E and H-A-R-A-N. With The Retort, I'm Eric Young. Everybody go out and give Isha a follow and a listen and look forward to her piece about Montana. It's not very often I feel like we get music written about us. Thank you all for tuning in and hearing about the international scene here at MSUB and hopefully it gets you motivated and gets you inspired to go out and travel somewhere once COVID is over. <laughs> you know, it's kind of difficult right now, but we can start planning for the future and picking out which countries we want to visit, which cultures we want to visit. I know I have a gigantic list of, so of where I'm going to be going. So do I, mostly because my sister and my uncle, they always talk about these cool places like Thailand or Africa. Yeah. And it's like, I want to go. Right? <laughs> I know. I know. I was supposed to go to Australia, but that got bunked with COVID, so... That was a no-go. I don't know if I'll try and go after COVID, but (laughs) I'll be going somewhere. You'll see me on a plane going somewhere. (laughs) Thank you for tuning into the Hive podcast. You can follow The Retort on Instagram and like us on Facebook for more content. Feel free to reach out with ideas for future episodes through our social media or email us at retort at msubillings.edu. Find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And the music you're hearing is produced by MSUB student Caleb Barnt. Today's episode was sponsored by MSUB's student government, ASMSUB. MSUB.